Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Okay, um, I got somebody that sent me uh, an O Steve idea from Lamont Thornton. He goes, Brett is on his talk show, and his guest is that radical Black Panther-type voice you do. And Brett gets uncomfortable from his aggressiveness, and the Black guy gets pissed and stands up in a threatening tone uh, and then it cuts to TV signal noise when out. Okay, so I got the idea. Um, <clears throat> hey there, boys and girls. Brett Butler here for Andy and Aries for Spears and Steinberg. Or, as the white Europeans would say, ANA. Brought to you by ANA Ale. They don't have it. And you know why? Because the niggas took it. That's what they do. They steal. Hey, you white hunky motherfucker. You devil cracker mayo, hacky sack, Jägermeister drinking, bologna sandwich eating motherfucker. Say some more crazy shit. I'll put my foot so far up your white ass, your breath will smell like shoe polish. Uh oh. This Negro's angry. Time for me to get out of here. Let me call my security. Oh, Steve. Oh, from my boy, Eric Venable. Dear Mr. Spears and Mr. Steinberg, thank you for replying to my email. I do appreciate your time and efforts regarding your show and your efforts towards your fans. Your olive branch to artists is a gracious act, and I do appreciate See, sometimes you got to slap the shit out of kid to make him listen. Um, da, ba, ba. I do appreciate what you guys are doing to help them and your efforts towards our society. I will keep listening to the end to the end segment as much as I can endure. Aries, your insight was amazing because even though I was not with you face to face, you brilliantly 
looked into my email and realized I was trying to be funny. You are right. There is no real way to figure out when a person is trying to be funny on paper as opposed to a face-to-face encounter, which makes you and Andy brilliant because you saw it, but I understand you could not declare it because you guys don't know me from Adam. I'm so glad I discovered your podcast, even though your response to my last email stabbed me, but maybe I needed it. Yeah, look, look, man, you got to stab kids from time to time. You know, don't put the knife in all the way. Just the tip. Give them a little moving motivation. I don't even think that that's, that just was all, no. <laughs> no kids, no just the tip. Okay. <laughs> Let's remove no kids and just, just the, the tip, tip. from yeah, that yeah. whole conversation. Yes. Uh, the New World Order has had a heavy effect on all of us. Calling Andy honky or whitey or faggot was over the top, and I apologize to anyone that felt offended by it. I was probably on my fourth glass of Pinot Noir, but that is no excuse. I have no problem or negative feeling and opinions towards homosexuals and or, or even white people. They are all part of my family, and those that didn't sound like Tiger Woods. <laughs> that fall into those categories. I love and support them. You guys do great work and services to the podcast community world. And I think, is this a Jewish thing? What's that word in black bold? W-A-H. Yahweh. What is that? It's a God. Oh, it's not a Jewish thing? I don't know. It probably is. Okay. And I think, see how disconnected I am? Yeah. Yahweh for you. And him, the term, hypiest crit means to me a hyper hypocrite, which neither of you are guilty of, I believe. That's fucked up. You gave me the $10 a lot of money award. Yeah, I know what I say and feel is not the standard or the rule. I try to put myself around those that are older and smarter than me like you guys. I still feel the desire to make you guys laugh because you have made me laugh so much, but you are right, Aries. Leave the comedy to the professionals, of which I am not. I just want to contribute to the podcast. One last thing, I wish you guys could come to Chicago for real. Schaumburg is an hour drive from the Chicago suburb I live in, and the cops there, they, they, the cops there are really nuts. That's where we used to go to penetrate white girls in the 1990s, and the cops and their brothers and their brothers or their ex-boyfriends. Uh, incidentally, me and Andy do Schaumburg every year. We were supposed to be there at the end of this year, but COVID changed all that. So we're rescheduled to be in Schaumburg in August. Um, penetrating white girls is okay. Yes, because it didn't have it didn't have kids. There you go. See, yeah, for that See? you could put more than the tip in. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you, Aries and Andy, for what you do. I hope one day you will play my O Steve. But if you don't, we are still cool. And hey, Aries, your Rudy Ray Moore is the best. I sent you three O Steves, and they probably suck, but I still have some of my studio equipment. And if you can tell me what you need, I may be able to create it for you. For free for now. Think about Quincy Jones instead of Herb Albert. Herb Albert is great, but if you want variety, consider other voices and music. I have one more to send, but I'm not sure what you need when it comes to that segment. We may need to talk about religion, Christianity, and then uh, Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi Jews. Ashkenazi. Wow, look at you. I, I didn't see it, but I... But your Yamaha started turning. Yeah, I know what it is. All right. And the Rothschild family. I wish you guys love, <sighs> peace, and soul. E. Venable. Hey, E, not only can I, I can tell that you are 
a, 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 a funny guy somewhat. I now can tell that you're not a tough guy. You're not a thug or a street nigga because you drink Pinot Noir. And I don't know no niggas from the hood that drink Pinot Noir. You can't even order Pinot Noir and keep your ghetto pass. Hey, fuck the cops, cuz. Goddamn police. Give a fuck about no police, nigga. I choke the shit out of lieutenant. Punch a motherfucking baby in the face while it's sleeping in its bassinet and flip that bitch, cuz. Hey, Junebug. Nigga, let me get a glass of that Pinot Noir. Hey, nigger. You want some Pinot Noir, nigga? Yeah, he, yeah, he. Absolutely. Give me a glass of the Pinot Noir. Yeah. Let's take a toast, Schwarzenegger. Shit. Pinot Noir, nigga. Yeah, yeah, he. Absolutely. Dude, uh, I have to disagree with you. About what? I, I think folks drink Pinot Noir. Not hood niggas, nah. No, Dude, no, 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 no. If, no, if no, they no. got any, if, if you get any wine savvy in you whatsoever, <sighs> Pinot Noirs. Here's things that hood niggas don't do. Uh, go on an airplane with neck pillows. Order cafe lattes. Eat soft serve ice cream out of waffle cone. And drink Pinot Noir. You haven't been to the, have you been to the hood lately? Nigga, no, <laughs> but niggas ain't drinking Pinot Noir, nigga. Not, nothing with the word Pinot. Uh, I think you're discounting the hood a little bit. If there are any hood niggas out there that drink Pinot Noir. Let's hear about or it. Or any other kind of wine. Or lattes. Or lattes. I know somebody's having a, car- a caramel macchiato latte. Hey, ma- cuz! Hurry up and order your shit. I got to order my shit, cuz. Yeah. And you, incidentally, nigga, we're going to ride by that nigga's house tonight, and we're going to shoot their whole motherfucking family. Yeah, let me get a uh, strawberry latte coffee la manocha <laughs> with a strawberry twist and put some of that whipped cream on the top. That way when I drink it, I got that cream mustache. We're going to ride on them niggas, cuz. <laughs> no, no. It, what, what's it called? Put some extra foam. Let me get extra foam on my mochiate uh, cinnamon twist. Them niggas is dead when we see them niggas, cuz. <laughs> nah, yo. Certain things, nah. Think you're underestimating. All right. I hope we, I hope we find out. Uh, towards the end, when, he did, when I mentioned the religion, you shook your head. Is this something you was going to say? Oh, Rothschilds. That's, uh, that's ours. Oh. Um, by the way... Uh, uh, Whitey and, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Whitey and and Honky. Those are funny words, dude. Don't. Yeah, and they they funny because them them. There's no oof to them. Yeah, so don't. That that wasn't it. I, I, honestly, uh, you hit it with the the homosexual uh, uh, derogatory word. Faggot. Yeah, that that that's the one that. Well, that's again, cunt, nigga, faggot, for each of those particular groups. Those are the three. Those are the nuclear bombs. Yeah. Well. What? Dude, it, it, there's still levels to that nuclear bomb. Well, no. The, 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 the word nigga is the push the button, we killing the world nuclear bomb. This, this is Russia versus America. I thought it meant I wanted a twisted T. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not letting that go. That's still you. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I got you. Um, that dude probably had Pinot Noir. Which one? The white dude. 
from the nah, hood because nah. he said he was from the hood. Yeah, but nah, he 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 was trying too hard. You you know who somebody I don't like speaking of white folks that act like niggas. Are you familiar with who? What is this bitch's name? Whoa, Vicky. <laughs> Do you know who that bitch is, son? I'm, I'm thick for a skinny girl. I'm thick. I'm thick for. I can't do. I can't even do that voice. Let me tell you something. If I was stuck in a room with her and riffraff, I would kill myself. I can't stand that little white wannabe nigga bitch. Do you pull her up on your phone? Let me see if I could pull this bitch. Because up. I'm going to tell you, somebody many, sent me a clip. How many people are following her? How many people love her? No, I know. I know, and I, and what's sad? And it's is, not just what. It's not just oh, that's white the folks. saddest part to me, is that these young black folks. And listen, let's be honest. The key word there is young. So there's a certain amount of youthful stupidity that comes with this. But I'm just like, if if my if my black child was friends with her, I would end that. You can't be with. You can't. You can't. I don't know her, so I'm not gonna. I don't want to be that person to say anything. But it, she feels like a character. She, her and Riff Raff are cartoons, nigga. And listen, don't hit me with that. Well, they might have just grew up in this environment. Even if you do, that's too much. There's too much nigga on the accent for you not to be a Negro. I can't stand that bitch. Oh, she's annoying. I like when she keeps saying she's getting thick. Oh God! Oh, I started. She used to do. She used to sing some. She used to sing, like not. I don't think she was trying to sing, but she would sing on some of those videos. Right. <laughs> oh, when this bitch. Oh God. I would. I would like her numbers. And look, my, I'm. I'm looking at this. I like her numbers. On, well, look, I'm looking at this on um, YouTube, and I'm seeing this clip where it says, "Whoa, Vicky talks normally." Okay, let's hear it. But before we hear that, okay. let's give them the, the nigga shit. What's up, y'all? Today I got an announcement to make. Like, so like a lot of y'all, I guess y'all be feeling some type of way because y'all don't really think I'm black. But Ancestry.com did tell me I was black. So I have the right to to say that I'm black because I'm like, ancestor. all I know is I took the test and they said I was black. Well, they said I, I didn't say I was black, but they said I had black in me. So you mean the niggas that fuck you? I don't know because I guess a lot of y'all took it the wrong way and like, like this is how I act. This is how I talk. Like all that stuff. That's how I act. Like that's my everyday life. If you know me in person, that's me. Like that's how I've been acting. But I guess a lot of y'all took took it the wrong way and like thought I was trying to act black or whatever. But no, 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 no. I, I promise you, no. That's how I act. Like I, I promise you. Like, if 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 a lot of y'all got the wrong idea, I'm sorry, but please, like, don't don't take it that way. Cause like this is how I act. Like, like, and then I did grow up in the hood. You know what I mean? So like. Okay. So listen. So like, apparently, this bitch is a southern black bitch. Please, this how I talk like. This how I. Get the fuck out of here. On my ancestry.com, I'm I'm two percent black. Are you? Yeah. Let me hear it, nigga. <laughs> this my ancestor told me, cause this I act. This ain't no act. So in y'all got the wrong impression of me. Uh, please, uh, don't believe that, cause this is our ear. Get the fuck out of here, man. 
So this bitch is apparently black, southern, and stupid. Yeah, man, I just feel like, like always, it's, it's a mockery. I, I just don't believe that just because you grow up uh, around a certain situation that you adopt talking that way. Because before she was able to have black friends and interact with black people, her parents were clearly white. So she grew up around them. Yeah, but you know when people grow up, like you hear everybody in the South, they all talk the same. Yeah, but the, but the thing is they grew up around, as from childhood to whenever, they grew up around black people, black relatives, black friends. So, yeah, they sound the same. What I'm saying is clearly she's white. She's not even mixed. So from babies, from being a baby to a toddler to a young child, she grew up around her parents. They didn't talk like that. We don't know. We don't see her parents. Shit. All I know is that, you know, her DNA came back and she's black. <laughs> let, let me let me look at my ancestry.com and see if there's a hint of white richness uh, in my family tree so that. I can switch up and talk like this. Uh, Consuela, another glass of Pinot Noir. You know, not to sound elitist, but uh, when she said, talk, proper English isn't something. And she kept saying that because I don't talk properly. So that's talking white, proper. Well, I think what she's trying to say is that black people can't speak correctly. Because that's how we talk like this. Because, you know, proper, you know, please. But that's why I don't understand why it's so popular, her, because it's the character. She's doing a character. I just, uh, I think it's gross that niggas accept that. That her friends accept that. My friends that are black, if I if, if someone was to talk like that around them, right. they would be insulted by it. Not you sh- As you should be. Not, not, not just because they're white. If, they're, if black dudes talk like that around them, they, they don't, that's not... It's not English. Mm. It's a stretch. Right. Because that's every, it's not like, when people, the people who actually have that accent, it's right. not every, I, I, I'm, I'm wrong, I'm not going to say it that way. There's a way when you can tell it's, or you feel like the person's having their conversation with how they speak, versus when that feels. Like a put on? Like a little extra on every word. Right. But I'm not, I, I don't know her. Maybe that's just, maybe that is exactly who she is. She probably likes Owen Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Gardia. City on a Hill, episode six. Um, yo, Aries, I got to thank you for putting me on the show, City on a Hill. Kevin Bacon is a straight savage. When he tells the bartender that he got his brother drunk to get him taking to get him talking, had me by the balls. Kevin tells him, with tears in my eyes, I'm begging you, don't make me do this to him because I will do what has to be done because I'm a piece of shit. Ha, ha, ha. This show is sick. Thanks again, man. Now I'm kind of pissed there is no season two. Me and you too, bro. I love it. And, and later I have another email where somebody kind of agreed with Andy that it took him a minute. So, you know, that's the beauty of subjective. Well, what, what episodes is he talking about right now? Um, he doesn't say. Episode oh, six. Oh, yeah, yeah, episode six. It it took a while to develop. But no, he didn't say that it took him to episode six. No, He I said know. he was in from the jump. Yeah, but he also just told you. Yeah, he told you about a particular okay. episode. I, I get it, but I'm just saying, yeah, you might have bought in at the beginning. I right. was I was skeptical, 
Uh, and I said, I, I, I said I shouldn't have been. I should have let them develop the characters because that's what they were doing. And, and, and I said I was wrong for that. Uh, it is good, but I saw, I saw a preview. It's coming. It's, it's coming out shortly. There's, is it the, the second season supposed to be oh, coming? I can't fucking wait. God, I can't fucking wait. So, I mean, I'm in. I again. Yeah, you'll read the other one, and I just felt more like that dude, uh, the right. other dude. But you came around, though. I, it's not that I came around. The story got where I had a like it was a great story. Right. I was the, my mistake was not letting them roll out the story. Like I was in a hurry. Right. Sometimes when you watch art, because this if this filmmaker, I mean, the beauty of what people are doing now, being able to make uh, a two hour series. I mean, each episode's two hours is making right. mini movies for each for each episode. Right. And I should look at it as art and not like when you watch, for instance, I, I, I and I don't know why I like this, but uh, um, damn, I, I, I can't. Why would I try to remember a name? Uh, see, uh, what's the military one? But it's like CSI. The military one. Yeah, it's the the Navy. Yeah, I need and, uh, more, anyway, I need more. NCIS. That's it. Okay. Those shows are set up where you get into the show. Uh, you, they give you the murder right away. Doon, doon, right. doon. The whole try, trying to figure it out, and they figure it out. It's a half an hour or an well, hour. No, those, or, yeah, they're an hour, an hour. So, you know, you get that beginning, middle, and end, and you get through the beginning. Usually, right. is, this is a series, though, but they're mini movies. Dude, after. And I got I to appreciate the art. After shows like Sopranos, Wire, Power, This, The Judge, I almost can't watch regular TV now. Yeah. I got to watch cable because it's something where. The restrictions of regular TV, the dish ain't the same, man. No, but you, you can't say that because great writing and great yeah, production. I know. You're because right, when you watch right. Sons of Anarchy or uh, but cable, isn't it? No, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, is, well, it's but it's regular. It's a it's a network show though. Okay, it's not. You, it has the restrictions of the, right, the right, language. Okay. All right. And so was uh, Breaking Bad. You're right. You're right. A great and that's what I'm saying. I have to look at these as art and not. Just like, uh, like you know, the other stuff, uh, like NCIS that I just said, that's like junk food for your brain. It gives you a quick story. Right. You feel, you, you feel did like. Did you ever get into any of the CSIs? Um, I kind of did. I thought the show, the way they did the shows were kind of cool. Right. But I never, they, they weren't mine. I don't know why I like the NCIS. It's basically, it's very similar. Right. Um, but I never watched them like on the day. Like, you know, like right. on the, I watched them when they came out in. Uh, when they re-released them so you could watch whatever one came on at any time right. of the day. I, I never watched... Like, Incidentally, if y'all don't know, I did uh, about three or four episodes of CSI with David Caruso. I did watch your episode when you're wearing your all white and yeah, going yeah. into the jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Steven Luna, regarding the listener Lawrence. Hey, Aries, I was listening to the podcast and when you were reading the email from Lawrence about wanting to be a professional wrestler, it piqued my interest. As I am currently training, excuse me, as a professional wrestler, well, please let him know it is hard to break in. But if Lawrence is serious about it, there are plenty of wrestling schools around the states. As of right now, Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy is the only one I know of that offers an online course to learn what to expect before stepping into the ring. Keep up the great entertainment. See that, Lawrence? You got other people out there trying to help you too, brother. So pursue that dream, baby. Don't ever let nobody stop you. Nothing. No, pursue your dream. What do you want? What, are you, what, what, what am I going to do there? 
say something and you, you got a mic. Oh, okay. Centino Brothers. There you go. That sounded like a, uh, a circus show. Uh, or a great Italian deli. Yeah, but... Uh, no niggas in here! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, pursue your dream. I mean, he just yeah. said it. That's what we said to him. We, we, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, you got yeah, the mic. Yeah, you're being nice. You the camera in okay. front of you. You know. Pursue your dream. There you go. Terrell. L-M-A-O. Uh, I think this is the one where the guy agreed with you. Uh, what's up, my guys? I was listening to the last email episode, and damn, I laughed the whole drive home. That shit had me dying. Brett Butler doing long slogs was fucking hilarious. People were probably looking at me like I was crazy. I was laughing so hard. I just finished watching City on a Hill after you guys first recommended it. I know what you're saying, Andy, about it being slow in the beginning. It took a minute to really get into it. For me, I got into it around episode five. I think Kevin Bacon let Clay off easy. Had that been me and you hurt one of mine, I'm turning into Ving Rhames in Pulp Fiction. Five hard hitting pipe niggas. I'm getting some hard pipe I'm getting some hard pipe hitting niggas to go to work with, some pliers and a blowtorch. But overall a great show. Next I'll be checking out Good Lord Bird. Finally, Aries, I know your thoughts on females kicking ass in movies. I just wanted to know if you heard about the new Equalizer show coming out with Queen Latifah as the main character. Anyway, keep doing your thing, fellas. Terrell Jackson. Um he missed the most important part in that quote. What? I'm going to go medieval on their ass. I'm going to go medieval on their ass. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, I'm looking forward, of course, to City on a Hill season two. I think I'm looking forward to season two of Good Lord Bird. But if uh, Ethan Hawke ain't in it, I might bail. I might fucking bail. Dude, it's going to be good. The story's yeah. good. All right, you just took the meatballs the story's out good. the meatball sandwich, nigga, and just gave me bread, sauce, and cheese. Um, Yeah, dude, I know about the Queen Latifah thing. Have you ever met Queen Latifah? Uh, she's from Jersey, so I, I used to run into her a little bit when I would do the Peppermint Lounge in, um, what was it, East Orange? Was it East Orange, New Jersey? And whatever part of Jersey that was, she would come up to the club from time to time. Nice lady. Very nice. I um, actually got. I actually had the privilege of meeting her. Really? Time, yeah. yeah. Um, why, why can't we? Why, 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 why wouldn't we let the ladies into the all-male raccoon lodge in the smoking and brandy section? Do they always have to try to take over? Why, why do I want to see Queen Latifah as the equalizer? Because what's, here's what's going to be the problem for me. One, I grew up in the 80s, so I remember the original Equalizer, the show, the weekly show, with the white gentleman with the white hair. Uh, oh, was that Michael Caine? Michael Caine, was he the Equalizer? I'm going to look that I don't, up. I don't remember. Michael Caine. He's what I'll do. I'll get a script, I'll look at the first page, and I'll look at the last page. And if my character is in both pages, then I do the bloody picture. Um, These are a remake of Michael Caine's glasses. Are they really? A movie, yeah, from this company that oh. specializes in making that. That so those are his brand. It's the style that he wore in the movie. They recreated it. Yeah, I wore those glasses because when I look at pussy, I want to see it in HD. And when I put my glasses on, I could really see the insides of the hairs, and I could tell where she's been. And if I see. <laughs> <laughs> And if I sense cocoa bar, 
Then I know a nigga's been eating it. <laughs> All right. Dude, uh, see, you brought up Michael Caine. I'm going to take us off. I, I, Dirty Round Scoundrels was on yes. the other day with him and Steve Martin. Yes. Do you, did you ever see this movie? No. Dude, it is an 80s. He's in it? Yeah, it's in an 80s movie, but it is. T- I'm sorry. It's so. It's funny. Right. It, it's, I might have to check it out. It, it's Michael Caine being funny. And it is, it's, it's, he's a straight man, but it's, he's funny. It's so. It, there's the, the way the way that accent it just seems like his penis is pristine, dude. And he really hams up the accent. In this. Does he really? Yes. Check it, it out. It, it's all pull out meatcock. Uh, it's it's pristine. It's it's clean. It smells like a marble floor that's just been waxed. <laughs> and I will guarantee you, you could eat pistachio and maple nut ice cream off me nuts. <laughs> it's made of purex, just perfect glass. It's perfect glass. My dick looks like shiny glass. Put a little Windex on it, and it's ready to go. Um, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> Denzel destroyed Equalizer. So you're following to me the white guy that did it, and then Denzel. I don't know how you follow that up with Queen Latifah, nigga. Okay, let me let me see if I can get this here. And maybe I'm wrong about what I'm going to say. This balance that we're looking for, this is about you mean, you mean the male woman balance? Yes. That, and in fairness. In fairness. It isn't about recreating a character that a man did. It's about having equal access to. Right. Hollywood or to production right. or to be giving somebody a turn. But then there are movies that if even if they wanted to play an equalizer type character, they would write a movie called this whoever and that would be the movie you'd play and you would develop your own and, uh, character do, do, do your own shit instead of being compared to one another. Because this is what we're doing now. It's not. Is it as now we're going to go? Is it as good? Who is better? Did, that doesn't have to be. Let, you do your own let's, thing. Let's go by the statistics, the, the 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 actual numbers. Has it ever been a remake that's been done by women that was originally a man's thing and been successful? I don't. I honestly. Ghostbusters. Don't eh. Ocean's Eight. Eh. Now we're doing this. Ocean's 8, the all-female cast, didn't do what Ocean's... Okay. Ghostbusters, the all-female cast, didn't do... But my my whole thing with that is, like you just said, didn't do what the other movie did. If we need to... If we're looking to do movies that are an ensemble piece of women to show... Uh, how great the actresses are and how their ability, which I think could easily be done. Right. It needs to be their own. It doesn't need to be comparative. It doesn't need to be our oceans versus your oceans. Bill Burr said something exactly what you said. He was doing an interview and a chick asked him, are women funny? And he goes, yeah, you guys are funny. But Jesus, write your own shit. Stop riding off the coattails of what other guys have done. Write your own shit. Well, because there's a different perspective. And so when you do Ocean's 8, you already have the male perspective. And, and you're not bringing Which the Which is fem- cooler! Yeah, but you're not even bringing the female perspective. You're bringing your version of that perspective. 
do your own, get your own script that shows women as powerful and as beautiful and as whatever words you want to use, every adjective you want to use, of the, your own. Let, let, let me let me say something. And, and I personally thought The Equalizer with Denzel, both movies, I like one better than the sequel. I hated in the sequel that the way they, the climactic fight in that fucking storm. You couldn't see shit. I just didn't like the second one as much. But that scene in the first one, that fucking classic one of the best action scenes where he sets his watch and just before he kicks these dudes ass, they do the thing where he visualizes what could potentially happen, the weapons he's going to use. And then he goes, 19 seconds. And he times it where he fucks these dudes up within a certain amount of seconds. How does Queen Latifah follow that up? I don't know. I, 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 that scene was so fucking dope. And Denzel beating the dude's ass, snapping the neck, using the corkscrew to stab the guy, then stick it up under his chin, through his mouth. What, what, what Queen Latifah going to do? Okay, let's be real honest, though. If there was a person who could do it, Queen Latifah That's is not a small funny. lady. She ain't small. Right. And so I'm I, not saying she's heavy. So I just want to see them big made mammy titties flopping around while she's choking niggas out. She she's not small and she can handle herself. Oh my she seems like God. she can handle herself. But then why don't they make a movie called? I don't know. Whatever. 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 Big pancake mammy titties. And I let, let me step out of the room. <laughs> I, I, I finally have my line. This here. fall to Let's, CBS, Queen Latifah is big pancake mammy titties. Can I come back in the room now? Yes, you can come <laughs> back in the room now. Um, I got I got my line. Do you? Stepping out of the room. Okay. That's going to be me from now on. Okay. Um, Matthew Riggins. Mookie. What up, double battery gang? First off, I put my bro on the slippers, and he texted me with a picture of his slippers and said, yo, bro, you was right about these slippers. They feel like I'm falling into some pussy. And he even said he slightly moaned. All right. Uh, second, <laughs> West Coast All-Stars, we're all in the same gang. It's better than self-destruction. Mook, I'm going to stop you right now, even as you say this line. I know, I know, I'm an East Coast nigga. I ain't supposed to say that. No, you're not, dog. West Coast gang was cool, but come on, dude. Um, but there is something about that beat, James Brown sample, that just wanted for me. Dr. J produced the hell out of that track. Third, shout out to the new listener, CC. She reminded me of what I wanted to ask you about Murder Mook and Loaded Lux in regards to Trump. I listened to their views. It was more of a gangster standpoint that they were coming from. But still, fuck them. Laugh out loud. And if you watch the clip, Aries, watch Nori reaction to them while they are talking shit. Got, while talking, shit got real uncomfortable. Last thing, I played the first two Kyla J. Lacey episodes for my lady and bruh. Kyla ain't lying. A nigga that cleans ain't never got to ask for pussy. Trust me. That washing dishes shit will get you the ass even when your woman ain't in the mood. They get in the mood real quick. My lady co-signed that part of the convo. I asked her if that was true, and she said, hell yeah. She is very turned on at that I'm at turned on. She is very turned on that I'm a neat freak and I keep the crib, eat off the floor spotless and dishes clean. I'ma holla at you, Mookie. Yeah, I guess, Mook. 
I, I, I guess. No, I guess Mo- you're right, Mook. Listen. What equally gets the pussy wet is you and your girl watching the maid come in and clean the dishes. So, level up, baby. Now, now you know what? I, I just you doing them. I think can get it because she can see you doing that extra for her. Sometimes it's just about the extra. Mm. A maid coming in, so you expect the maid to come in. But that time when you think, oh, there's dishes in the sink, I got to pick up and I got to go do it. And then you swoop in and you just hand it. Go, no, I'm just. Me washing dishes is like Queen Latifah playing the equalizer. What, what is washing? You mean you pick up the plate and you put it in the dishwasher? No, you hand wash. You, I think that's what it means, right? Doing well, dishes. I put them in the dishwasher. Well, that's what most people do now. So even washing dishes is like having an 8-track player. But she didn't have to do it. You just put it in the dishwasher, and she gets to go to her room, and she gets to relax, and she hears the dishes clanking, and she's like, he's doing that for me, and she's already in the room. Now what's she going to do? In the room doing what? Getting ready. Well, I got to know you're getting ready. (laughs) I got to know you're getting ready. I can't wash no dishes and you sitting on the couch watching TV. The Popeye's commercial is on right now. I sent out a post recently. I wish I could turn this. You want me to turn it up? No, 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 no. no. I I said uh, Popeye's needs to stop using niggas blatantly to sing and sell chicken. Uh, White folks, Asians, and Hispanics like chicken too. I'm tired of seeing these niggas on Popeye's singing and go, go, Jody chicken. It's it's getting out of hand. Baby, I got Popeye's. We don't need to do that. Um, All right, Mook, I hear you. Uh, my man TJ. This is a two-parter. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Uh, what's up, Aries? Uh, Captain Captain Kirk syndrome. What's up, Aries? I got something for you. I just recently saw the biopic about the investment hustler Jordan Belfort, titled Wolf of Wall Street, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. You just now seeing that dog? The film was interesting, but what shocked me was the ending where they actually show that today Jordan is a best-selling author and a motivational speaker and does sold-out teaching seminars around the world. He puts in black, bold print. This really shocked me. I mean, the man lied, cheated, stole billions, and destroyed people's lives and partied hard while doing it too. And he also got away with it in the end without getting punished too harshly. He got minimum sentencing, a light, low security prison that had a gym, a tennis court, a gourmet cafeteria too. Today he leads a comfortable life and his legacy is being celebrated in a biopic. This fascination white America has with white male cinematic heroes who lie, cheat, steal, and get over easy in style while getting laid with hot women, getting paid and rewarded, and maybe even hurting people without being punished, has recently become something that I notice a lot more in cinema. I now call it Captain Kirk Syndrome. If you remember the mythology behind Captain Kirk and Star Trek, the legend is that when he was in Starfleet Academy, he created, he cheated on a major Starfleet test and went on to become the greatest Starfleet captain who ever lived. In the prequel Star Trek films with Chris, Pron- Chris Pine, they portray this in the first pre- prequel film. It also makes me think about, that's because I'm white. It also makes me think about the film Top Gun with Tom Cruise, which is a film I grew up on. But, but now I can't watch it because the film triggers me. Think about it. In the film, Cruz plays a Navy pilot who always goes too fast, breaks the speed barrier, breaks the rules, 
endangers his wingman and his crew. He buzzes the tower. He goes below the hard deck, breaks information, breaks formation, sorry. And yet the Navy sends him to the number one flight school in the country. He's the number one pilot. Then he bangs his hot female instructor undercover. Remember the iconic volleyball scene? Well, he rides over to Kelly McGillis' house after playing volleyball in 90-degree weather and smelling funky. And yet she lets him into her house and ignores the fact that Tom Cruise smells bad. And then to top it off, he gets his best friend killed because again was going too fast and was too aggressive while in formation and yet this character is an American hero and I noticed this pattern in other films Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. American Psycho with Christian Bale this idea of getting away with murder and style and the idea of doing anything to get over and getting rewarded for it while hurting others it now triggers me because I see white men who behave or try to behave like this in the career field I work in where they get away with lying, cheating, and stealing and almost and almost rewarded for it. Can Will Smith, Denzel, Idris, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan do films like this? Hell no. They are usually portrayed as hardworking, righteous men who must overcome adversity and do the right thing. Like I said, black men are not allowed to have Captain Kirk syndrome. Before I comment, let me ask you what you think about all that. Um, you think it's true? The black men aren't allowed to... Well, there's the Will Smith movie where he plays the the hero that's an alcoholic and that he actually has superpowers. Uh, Hancock. Yeah. So that... Not the one but some negates but, but, the... But, but, but some would say, why the brother got to be a drunk? Well, to prove his point wrong. That you, you can't... They can't make a movie that way. Uh, Jordan Belford... The, the problem I have with his... Uh, the whole thing that he set up, he used Jordan Belford and The Wolf of Wall Street, which is a true story, right. or at least based on a true story. Right. And then Iron Man and uh, Captain Kirk, which are not true stories. But I understand the point that he's trying to make. But with Belford, the reason uh, he got what he got is because uh, when you're rich, you, you can get a lot more. When you're rich and you're famous... You can get more, and when you're that rich and you've done favors for other rich people with influence, you, you, it changes how, you, how you're punished. Wealth gets a little bit of a pass. It, it's not Or, or better, a better treatment. It shouldn't get a better treatment. It shouldn't. But it, it, it does because people can call in favors for you. So uh, the Captain Kirk story, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm not making fun of your, uh, your Star Trek uh, uh, knowledge. I, I don't have that deep in Star Trek knowledge, but I'm sure you're, you're correct on what he said. I don't know how it was portrayed. Um, they tried to portray um, Tom Cruise. First of all, I do have some problems with the Tom Cruise one. One, you said his hot girlfriend. I saw that movie, uh, Top Gun. I never thought Kelly McGillis was uh, attractive. Uh, so you could have said his blonde girlfriend. Right. I would have went with blonde girlfriend. Um I'm not saying she was ugly. I just she wasn't. She was a different type of girlfriend in that movie. Um, he, they were they were portraying him as someone who was dysfunctional that had to be uh, saved. That's that's yeah. The, plus plus the bad boy image yeah. is always sexy. And he was fighting because his dad, he couldn't find out about what happened to his dad, and he had this chip on his shoulder, and that's why he had to be saved. He was being saved. The whole thing is about him being saved. 
I remember one time, uh, I think this was before you. This might have been with Neri. I was at the West Palm Beach Improv, and you know how they always show the previews of the comedians coming. Tracy Morgan was coming, and he was doing some bit about superhero movies, and he said something in the clip about, man, I don't want to go see the Hulk. Just another movie about a white man being super. Um, Who said that? Oh, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Um, and I've always said this, man. Look, movies and television, it's, it's, it's one of the most powerful mediums in the world. And so often, not just here in America, but people all over the world look at us and our movies and our TV and our culture, and they go, that's America. And, you know, when you're on that screen and you're the hero and your chest is out and your jaw is square and you get the pussy and you drive the car and you go, I'm James Bond. Even though James Bond is a British thing, nonetheless, it's white persona. And, you know, that's a powerful fucking image. And, you know, listen, man. Oh, God. Power. Power. It's all power. And, you know, the history of America has always been white folks love power. So that's where that comes from. Like I said, I get a lot of flack for being arrogant. And I, it's, I scratch my head because I go, Hollywood is the most arrogant community in the world. Y'all motherfuckers have award shows for celebrating your greatness. You know what I mean? Again, we did the joke about the the booty versus the buttocks. For a race of people who don't have ass, y'all celebrate it on film like y'all are are the ass people. When we know the Negroes are the ass people. Look at them. Look at their rear ends. They're huge. They're round. They're bubbly. Brett Butler, yeah? And my wife doesn't know this, but when I'm not recording, I'm fucking black women. I often go to the hood, acting like I'm a patrolman. I carry a badge and a nightstick. And then when I get a chance, I rouse up the Negro women and I give them my white stick. All right. Um, So, yeah, man, it just, it's a powerful thing. It's a power trip. I think it's a power trip. And listen, certain upper echelon Negroes. Denzel. Denzel is, and me and Andy said this at one point, he's the Sidney Poitier of our time. So guys like him, Will Smith, I might throw Aegis Elbra into that, and Michael B. Jordan is starting to approach that. These are the untouchable niggas. They get to do what white guys get to do. Um, but there are, like you, you brought up Denzel, um, what's the movie where he's the... He's the security guy, but he killed. He blows that one dude up by sticking that shit in his ass. The C four. Oh, man on fire. Okay, man on fire. That's it. That's. I it. wish I had more time. <laughs> All right, everybody keeps telling me that. Everybody keeps telling me that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But that's a movie where he's essentially he's not a good or a bad guy. He's he's a, he's a hitman. He's a hitman. So there are those movies. And as far as like when I said uh, about uh, Top Gun, it's a redemption. The guy figures it out and makes him a better person. They do those movies, but the movies that they do for black folks are, he came from poverty. Yeah, he, he rose his way up. He's from the ghetto. He done fought a drug. That's why I'm saying when Hancock... Hancock was closer to what he's talking about, right. though. Then nigga gotta be a fucking drunk. 
which is, you know, winos, stereotypes of the, of the black community, um, junkies. Um, I'm trying to think what are the black characters. Mm. I, can, I can't off the top of my dome what's coming to mind, but because I'm thinking of all the black hero-like guys, Wesley Snipes, even Sam Jackson. Yeah, but when you when you go to when you take most movies, there's always a redemption character in the movie. There's always right. somebody that's being redeemed in these in these movies. Right. Uh, and and that's kind of what the theme is. The when you said the Captain Kirk thing, he he, I I don't know because I didn't see it, but I just think he cheated. But then he became and then he overcame. And I, I, this is it's it's the the it's the Hollywood way, I guess. Right. But that's why these stories are going away. But when you talk about when, but then that's why I said I had a problem with it because then you put it into um, comic book heroes. Well, comic book heroes are completely based on on overcoming and and right. the good uh, against the bad. So of course they're all going to be that way, right? So uh, you know, what did what did you you agree disagree? I agree and disagree. I, 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 agree I, I feel disagree. the same way that yeah, because yeah, because I see where it's coming from, and like I said, power, you know, image. Those are powerful things, you know. So I agree with what he's saying, but I also disagree because, again, Denzel, uh, Will Smith, guys like that, they kind of they do the same thing too. But where, what I agree with him is, and I think this is where his question is flawed because he looks at it as movies. The, the real question is, why do guys like Jordan Belford, um, what is the privilege that they can redeem themselves after they get out of jail and then do something like uh, like he is, where, where he's a speaker and people are paying money. Because right. he can make people money. That's part of the reason why he's that. But uh, Catch Me If You Can, th- that was based on uh, a true story right. as well. That guy, if you at the end of it, if you read at the end of the Catch Me If You Can movie, ended up working with the FBI for reals. And like he developed, he works with banks, and he has his own company that develops all this technology. Let me ask you, because here's what I wish I had, and I, maybe if I had the background on this, as rich as Jordan Belford was when he got out of jail, he didn't have all that money, right? No, he he they. I'm sure that he had money somewhere. These guys, these guys don't get poor all the time. Here's why I'm bringing that up, because in the movie American Gangster, Frank Lucas's character, he had all that money, and he went to jail, and yeah, he had to. He made a deal and snitched, and which made sure he didn't go to jail for life. And we see Denzel at the end of the movie, a la Frank Lucas, come out of jail. Now, I know he can't possibly have as much money as as he did when he went in because they seized all of that. Yeah. And, and if he chose not to become a Jordan Belfort and a speaker and capitalize on that, is he, you know what I mean? Is Is he not as well off after the fact as Jordan Belfort, and if not, maybe because he just didn't do what he needed to do to become that. Well, especially at that time, there was other ways to hide money. I mean, today, Jordan, let's let's put it a different way. Uh, If he did have money, Frank Lucas, and he comes out of jail and he had money, and he already went to prison for it, and he was able to have some stashed away, he couldn't come out and go, he wasn't on a speaking uh, tour telling people how you can maximize. So, he would have to justify income at that point. So he would live like many uh, also um, 
other people in illegal enterprises who can't show a living afterwards, even though that they would have, you would assume that they had some money. Right. They have to live a modest life, or they're going to be brought up. They're going the government or the right. uh, whatever agencies are going to go back after them. Right. Um, Unwanted attention. Yeah. So they would have to live a more moderate life. But someone like Jordan Belfort, who was already high profile, had connections, could come back out, do these speaking tours, make money for other people. He has an income. So if he had money hidden away, he just puts that into his income and he looks fine. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't attract the same kind of attention. But are you saying he's still doing illegal shit? No, I'm just saying he could take his money that he had stashed and he could enjoy his life a lot differently than someone who had to not have attention brought on themselves. I'm not saying any of that stuff is what's happened. I'm just saying if you have that much money, you probably have money stashed somewhere. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'd love to know what, how Frank Lucas is set up now. You know, I, you know he got paid for his movie, too. Right. So, but I don't, know if you, I don't know if it's rich paid. You know? Do you think someone like Frank Lucas would let you know how much money he had? Oh, absolutely not. not so that, that's the difference. Like, right. Jordan Belford was always happy being the, the star of the show. Right. There's an arrogance that comes to... There's a difference arrogance when you're making illegal money in the eyes of the public where you are, like... Because he had a, a starring role. He was doing something right. legal, but he was on the, the, the illegal end of it. But he was still right. doing something legal. He just did it in an illegal way. When you're doing something that's illegal... In a legal way. In an in a illegal way, way. Then you have a different lifestyle choice right. that you have to make. Because you can't let people know that you have this. And, and I, I was privy to some of that as a young man. In, what what in is that? What is what? What you got on? It's a very, very, very nice suit. It's a very, very, very... It's a clown costume. Huh? You're making too much noise. You're drawing too much attention to yourself. You know, if you weren't my brother, I'd blow your motherfucking brains out. Mm, I love that movie. So, But, th- but that, that's it right there. Right. That, that explains, you know, kind of right. that part of it. But I, I think what I, what I would get to in his question that I just danced around is, why do white people have a different second chance than people who might not ever get out of jail? And that, to me, is more his question. That, to me, feeds more into what he's asking. I see that more than anything. That, that would be the question. I wouldn't make it about the movies and this. But I see what he's saying, that it's given, it, it, it highlights the, that, that right. effort. But I wouldn't have used comic books to, to draw my attention to that. I would um, I'm going to read this other one from him because uh, this is an interesting one, too. And then uh, we could call it a day. Um, incidentally, before I do, and I had to finally reprimand our boy a little bit, Cole Soul, because uh, I know somewhere in there uh, he sent me one or sent something to me. And he said on my DM and Instagram, Oh, it was it was he didn't understand why I didn't read his latest email, which we did. It just hadn't come up yet. So I had told him, hey, man, it's coming up on this week's. But it wasn't. It was the next week. But he had sent me something in the DM. and He was like, dude, I don't understand why you're not reading my emails. I've been so loyal to you guys. I follow you guys. I think it's I'm a little hurt. I don't understand. Like I'm sending these emails and you guys aren't reading them. And I know I sent them. I finally said, nigga, you got to calm down. You know we love you, but calm the fuck down. You know, but when you when you feel like you're on the team, you want to play in the game. I know. No one wants to sit on the bench. I know, but damn, nigga. But if you keep telling the coach, put Put me me in, in. put me in, put me in. Right. 
Coach might get tired of hearing it. Yeah, you're going to get in the game. Man. Just, you're on the relax, team, man. Relax, baby. We're going to get to you. Just, we'll tell you when to lace them up. i tell you what. Here's what you do. Uh, while you're in the tub, dunk your head under the water and keep it there. And when we're ready for you, I'm going to reach in the water and just shake your head and you come up. <laughs> okay. From TJ, Michael B. Jordan with Steve Harvey's daughter. Yo, Aries, I got another one for you. Michael B. Jordan is now dating Steve Harvey's daughter. Before I say what I'm going to say, let me just say that I usually don't focus on celebrity dating because I don't care about that type of shit. What a man does behind closed doors is his business. But I thoroughly enjoy the Creed movies, so when Michael B. Jordan does something, I might notice it a bit more. In 2018, Michael B. took a trip to Italy with his homeboys, and everywhere he went, the beaches, the clubs, the streets, those Italian white women bum-rushed Michael and his crew. If you don't believe me, Google Michael B. Jordan in Italy. The paparazzi photographed him over there in detail. Let me just say this. When I see brothers like Michael B. go on tour in Europe, I'm always happy to see it because Europeans in general have deep respect and reverence for successful black American men who are artists. I'm sure you've experienced this, Aries, right? Oh, you betcha. Uh, I'm just a regular civilian guy. And I'm decent looking myself, and I have always, and I always have a positive experience when I'm there. Your manhood is something they cherish and celebrate. It's a huge contrast from what we experience here in the USA dealing with American racism and the dysfunction and nonsense I experience dealing with our black race. In Michael's case, he was a successful actor slash artist who plays a muscle bound hero in movies. So I'm 100% certain. He was having a great vacation. That is until his Italy vacation photos quickly surfaced online and American black women proceeded to roast and toast Michael Hard. The roasting got so bad and out of control that Michael actually tried to address it in several interviews. TMZ even began reporting on the online roasting he was getting. It became out of control. Now, two years later, he emerges from the quarantine with Steve Harvey's daughter. Coincidence? Aside from how I feel about Steve Harvey... Steve Harvey, his current wife and his coontastic ways, yuck, yuck. His daughter is basically a beautiful, what the hell? Um, I'm sorry, a beautiful young socialite chick. She's a rich man's daughter who dates rich gangster rappers. P. Diddy and Future have messed with her already, and she's only 24 years old, too. It's a bad thing there. Very young girl. She does not have a lot of life experience. She could be a great girl. I don't know. I know that sometimes actors and entertainers do the celebrity dating thing as a way to keep their name in rotation so they can keep working. It's helpful to their career sometimes. I guess this is Michael, Michael caving into the deep pressure he's under. It's sad, really. I don't think it's a coincidence that he announced he's directing Creed 3 and that he's messing with Steve Harvey's daughter. Uh, let me stop right there. I don't necessarily know how those two tie into uh, controversy about black women and him. But I'll, let me finish. I guess this is a media rollout. He probably sat down with his team and his close friends and said, okay, I got to do something. What is it? What is uh, I've got to do something. This is what I'm going to do. He's quelling the anger of black women online and stepping up his profile as an actor. Again, let me stop you. Him directing a movie and dating Steve. Well, maybe the Steve Harvey's daughter angle, but not the movie. Not the directing the movie. He probably... Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. But the brother deserves better. He is literally in a position where he can have any woman he wants, any type he wants. He is literally a black prince and can just point and pick from the buffet. 
He absolutely does not deserve Future's leftovers. If you don't know about how ratchet this Future guy is, go look up his back and forth with Scottie Pippen and his ex-wife. But again, I guess Michael is trying to micromanage his fame and keep the millions and billions rolling in. Remember Chadwick Boseman died, and he had less than a million in the bank, and he was the number one black actor in the universe after Black Panther, which is sad. I guess Michael B. doesn't want to be like that. Um... <clears throat> All right, let me put on my special shoes because this is Floor Creek conversation. I understand what you're going for, and I'm going to first say, look, love is love. Life is short. People should love who they want to love, regardless of to race. Um, and I remember a while, a little ways back, not too far back, I sent out the post of Dr. Umar Johnson berating any black man that's not with a black woman. Um, And then I said openly, I want to know from my black brothers and sisters and my Caucasian brothers and sisters, how do we feel about this? And of course you had a lot of black people, black men and women going, Umar Johnson is right. Right on, brother. But you had also a great number of black men and black women that were like, man, fuck that. Love who you love. So that being said, I also, I'm not, necessarily necessarily saying it's right but i understand why black women get upset and berate black men for this because again you have to understand that culturally black women have always been made to feel like they're not good enough they're not pretty enough uh this is why i go back to the thing about movies and imagery because when the rest of the world sees what america thinks is the epitome of beauty What does it always show? What are the two terms they always use when describing beautiful women, the girl next door or America's sweetheart? And 99.9% of the time, America's sweetheart and the girl next door is never black. It's never even a woman of of another ethnicity, Asian, Hispanic, Indian. It's always white and particularly white and blonde with blue eyes. So words, man, are powerful. America's sweetheart. This represents the country, the number one country in the world. And she's the sweetheart. And she's never dark. And black women have been ridiculed for their noses and their lips and their hair and their features. So when you have successful black men who are rarely eligible for black women because statistically we're either in jail we're dead we're gay not that there's anything wrong with that or we living in our mama's house and don't have our shit together so the eligible black men who are successful wealthy good looking got their shit together there's not many of those and if the few that are there run to the white women how does that make our black women feel in terms of self-worth. So that's where that comes from. And when you understand that, you you understand, I understand the black woman's, I won't say anger, but frustration with that. Do I think it's right? Love who you love. Life is short, man. It's too short to be unhappy. And, and, and finding somebody to love you is so hard in and of itself. 
that is such a conquest to find true love and loyalty that are you going to turn a blind eye to an opportunity because you want to stay true to the culture? I don't like, it's not for me to say, but I understand where it comes from. I I don't know how much I want to jump in on this. Please say something. Well, first of all, as far as Steve Harvey's uh, daughter goes, and and I'm just throwing this out there. She needs to be careful. Okay, but as far as this goes, and I'm just throwing this out there just from a, a perspective that has nothing to do with anything else except for fame. He's very famous right now. Michael B. Yeah, very famous. And Steve Harvey's daughter grew up in a house with someone who's famous, and she knows what the difficulties of being famous are because of her dad. And then on top of that, she also understands the difficulties of being black and famous in America. Okay. And a woman and a woman, but, and she knows then what Michael B is going through. And he, Michael B can look at her as someone who also understands the challenges. And that's, that a, and that's a big reason why a lot of famous people fuck with each other because they both live in a world where they can relate so we're, that, we're, we're regular people. I don't mean to say regular people, but people who aren't of that world. Of that industry. It's, it's a different thing. But that's why, it, to me, it sounded like that was why you would have, might be in that kind of relationship. I, I think that going... If, if I was going... Okay, let's say I went to uh, Japan and I had some fame and uh, I was single... I'd probably be fucking Japanese women. You goddamn right. So for Michael B. Jordan to be famous. I fucked in Helsinki, Finland. I fucked in London. And I fucked in uh, Norway. So, But when you go to those places, you go and you went and you met the people that were there, right? You fucked yeah. those people. And to my man's point, what he was saying, and I used to do a joke about it. Uh, yeah, the more metropolitan place like London, of course there are black people. Idris Elba's uh, British. But there are certain other parts in Europe where there's no niggas, dog. So when they see you, you're a leprechaun. You like strawberry Kit Kats, nigga. You rare. And they like, oh my god, look at that. It's a black. Is it true? Let's see. Can you pull your pants <laughs> down? It's the black again. It's, it's a black. Can you pull your pants down? I won't see if it's true what they say about it. Like nigga, your, your hair feels like cotton candy. Like you, you're, some, you're you're different. Now I throw fame onto that. So you're out there, but if you're in Italy. And your and the predominant amount of people you said white, but they're Italian. They're Italian women. That's what's in Italy. You gonna fuck Italians? Right. If you go to France, you're gonna fuck, fuck French. French. Yeah. You 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 you're trying to to put. But, America, if, he go, but if he goes to Africa, well, is he fucking Africans? <laughs> well, then is is he fucking uh, the white South African? Now we're gonna now we can okay. now now we can do that. But when you when you say Italy, yeah yeah, yeah there's black people in Italy, but. If you're walking around Italy, it's it depends on where you are in Italy too. Like you just said, depends on what area you're in. Yeah. So I, I I don't get that from that. Yeah, he might have been getting roasted, but he was in Italy fucking. So get roasted all you want. You're in Italy fucking. You know what sounds right, good to right, me right, right now? Right. Being in Italy fucking. fucking. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I I I took this a completely different way. I mean, just because, but I'm not looking at it from a racial component. I was looking at it how just how I how I You're look at it as a man, yeah, with fame and money and kind of a cap, as you call me, kind of a cap kind yeah. of way. The thing though that I want to say, this is where I didn't want to go, but I'm here. Let's yeah. let's go. Yeah, 
the black woman thing's tough. And it is and being roasted because here I'm going to say something that has been it, it's been bothering me and it, it, it sticks in me. Uh, not too long, just recently, I think it was last year that uh, the, the Miss Universe, Miss America, Miss Teen America, like there was four pageants and they were all won by black women. Mm. And so I, I, I was like, hey, that, you know, that looks they were all beautiful women. They all right. won. I'm not saying that that means we're uh, post-racial problems. I'm just saying that was something. That was something to actually go, that's nice. You know, right. For me, that's nice for, 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 uh, for the black. Is that how you said it? The black community? The, the black. The black. Uh, I think it's something that would be prideful to be able to go, look, you know, um, our people, you know, are that it, it broke all the barriers, all the boundaries right. that had been previously in front. When I read one of them, and then I read other people who agreed with this woman who said, oh, that's all bullshit. They all had European features. Right. Oh, the black women. The black women. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? First of all, European features, I'd like people to know, are North African features. That's what those features, the smaller nose, the point. Those are features that were found in North Africa. I didn't know that. All everything that we are in the world comes from Africa. The black man, the black people. It actually comes from the black woman. The, even better, out the black pussy. So that being said, and to the man who said uh, that I acknowledged that it was black, and when I kept mm. on saying brown, I just like to remind everybody that the point of that was right. is that without white people, there was no need. There wasn't the need to define. Uh, it was just you were. That Africans, you were African. But even when you say that, and again, folks, I know for those that listen to this podcast, and for those that are starting to, you're going to hear some repetitive shit, but there's a method to the madness. This is why, again, I go, when white people go, get over slavery, the effects. We have been, we have been, what is the word I'm looking for? Where we, we, we've been, not, taught or whatever this division within our own community when you say that I didn't know that about the northern blacks but it was always our noses was too wide our lips were too big these are what's known as this this is what's been known as the black features we got wide noses we got big lips we got kinky hair so I see what you're saying. So to try to separate the two is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But that's what part of the internal fight has been. You know, the more nigger you are, the bigger your nose, the nappier your hair, the bigger your lips, well, the, the darker your skin. Then these Ethiopians aren't feeling it then. Because Ethiopians have a lot of more of the, the, the European features. Because they, they there are some black people that would say to you when you said the thing about the, 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 the black Miss Americas. Yeah, they black, but damn, they ain't black, nigga. Why don't they get one who's black, big nose, big lips, instead of the white features? That's the argument with, you know, some would make about Barack. Yeah, he was black, but he was half white. Yeah, he was black, but he wasn't really dark. Whereas, would they have hired a nigga that looked like Bernie Mac? You know, I can't. See, it's different for me. I think it's ridiculous. But it's also different for me because I, I, 
I don't look, I don't live the same life as a black man in America or a black woman in America lives. I, I don't live that life. I live this life that I live. And so I don't have the emotional context that you would have to this. But when I see this and when I say things like black is, is, is an American idea, you, you they, everywhere else, they were Africans, they were wherever they were from, they were Ethiopian, they, 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 they had a designation. America, because of slavery, is where black came from. There's plenty of, uh, of black leaders all throughout the world that said that they don't like the word black because it, it gives you no definition of who you are. Because you can't just be a color. Right. They don't, and, and, but we have, we have kind of separated that where now there's black and white. So maybe, I, I, don't know where, I don't know what is correct in this. But when we were having this discussion and I saw those, those black women and I was like, they're if they were if they were driving down the street in America at midnight in a, in a whatever area they're black if they get pulled they're going to get pulled over as black women they get put all, when Tiger Woods got pulled out of his car they, America didn't look at him as oh Tiger Woods greatest golfer they just saw the black dude there so this is, these are technically and, and speaking these are black women right. that are here in that car they're perceived black they are black and instead of taking some kind of pride in 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 your in, in, in the people that represent you you denounce them as not you enough and i didn't understand that i i didn't understand that but like i said i don't walk through this as you i don't walk through it as a black person so maybe i'm completely fucking off listen i don't know if Michael B. Jordan is fucking with Steve Harvey's daughter because he legitimately likes her or or it is some sort of Let's fix this moment. But you also have to keep in mind, and this is just a reality, he just might like non-black women. That just might be his thing. Everybody, you have, you, you, your taste is your taste. You know, if I, I personally like vanilla ice cream. I like chocolate too, but I love vanilla ice cream. I like the taste better. Um, you can't force me to like, pistachio nut if I don't like pistachio nut or butter pecan. Some niggas just might go, I don't like black women. He might be one of those dudes. But you said something last night that even though you said that you don't feel that way, you said I don't feel that way. Like those, You looked at those four black women and you were like, they're black women, right? Yeah. But, you, but there is an innate part of you of what blackness is versus... Uh, and the only way I could say this is last night we were at, uh, where were we? we Twin were Peaks. Twin Peaks. And there was a beautiful black girl that was working there. Yeah. And she walked by, and you all, you nudged me, and I said, yeah, she's, that was, that, that was, was your type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, oh, yeah, that's, that's the white guy type. Because right. obviously then you do put, you do categorize then. Well, again, I, again, it seems like, well, no. Some dudes a la Robert De Niro and some white guys again even yeah but yeah that's a taste some white dudes like the 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 bigger the bigger the lips the better the the wider the nose the better the kinkier the hair the better some white dudes really like that but other white guys are intimidated by that or that's too much for them they like black but they like a softer tone of black they like a Halle Berry as opposed to a, 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 a Jennifer Hudson or, or, a, or a 
I'm trying to think. Uh, I think an they, Angela Bassett. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They, they they just and again, I'm not saying Angela Bassett's not beautiful. I think she's one of the most gorgeous black women ever. I'm just saying some white dudes in their thinking. They don't want the big bubbly ass. They want a, a black ass, but they want it more to be like a white girl's ass. But that, they they want a they want a black woman, but they don't want the dark skin. They want a lighter shade. They they like the black, but not too much. Okay, but you but you're generalizing that as for a white guy. There's black guys that don't want the big bubbly ass too that they would like. Show me them niggas. You know that you got to go to the you deepest. You know end. they're there. Ah, uh, show me them niggas because them the niggas that wear loafers with no socks. I'm telling you, man. You, the, 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 the neck bone eating fucking, you know. But you see, you're categorizing again. How? Because now you said the black guy that's the neck bone eating. You're categorizing black again. I am, but there's some truth to it. Okay. So then the black women are kind of right. Kind of right in, in terms of. There's some truth to what they're saying. He might be like, like you just said. But that, that just might be his thing, though. Okay. That's just my thing. You know. Um, but okay, and as we keep talking about it, this is where, this is where I'm going to, I should have stepped out of the room instead of continued with this. As we talk like, about like, it. Look, 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 look. I have, I have, I have an attraction to all women. Because, again, beauty is beauty. And I don't give a fuck what Agreed. race it is. Top tier beauty is you see a bad bitch, she a bad bitch. One hundred percent. Period. And I'm not gonna pass up being with a bad bitch because of a skin tone. Um, in terms of trying to smash, in terms of foreverness, that's different. But in terms of trying to smash, but there are degrees to white women. I'm not fucking the white girl that looks pasty. With completely no ass, completely no lips, no hips, and just looks pasty, nigga. That's not attractive to me. I like a white woman that's got some tan, a little orange to her skin. She's got has a little bit of ass and cushion. Okay, so and, you know because it's closer to who you are and the black community of the women that you like. Yes. So for a white guy, if he was looking, he said that's the white guy girl. It's because she's closer. Yes. So it's, it's but I said that yeah, but that's all it is. It's it's what we're used to, right? What we are around. That's not that's not the same. That, that's not right. the same where you're pulling out and saying, well, I, I can't. That doesn't make a difference about those four women because uh, they don't. But there are some black dudes and some white dudes who won't do it at all. Yes, I don't. F- there's some brothers that go, yo, I don't fuck with white girls, yo. There's no problem with that though, because you don't have to. Yeah, well, your taste is your taste. But again, I just don't want to get away from the point. I understand where it comes from with black women, the frustration. I understand the frustration, but then in a, in a moment where there's where it's just about women, right. they still found a way to shit on those women. Right. Well, that necessarily you shouldn't do. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I just didn't understand it. And to me, to me, when I saw that, I was like, how are, how are what? How do you expect white people to make progress? When black people are shitting on their own, and for no reason, there wasn't a reason. It wasn't like these are the most beautiful women, and they're yeah. not held up to the. Maybe that's what the, their feeling was because they were held up on a level that said these are what black women are supposed to look like. That's there you go, there you go, and that's critical because again, it feeds into that the psyche of 
I'm not good enough because my lips don't look like hers. My nose don't. My hair doesn't. My skin doesn't. Yeah, but see, this is this this. Uh, I forgot the name of the actress. She just said that she wasn't. Uh, she took her wig off and she wasn't wearing it anymore because Viola Davis. Whoever said that your natural hair wasn't beautiful? Now I know that culturally, and it, most black women don't even like to wear their natural hair. I think it's beautiful. I, I do too. So if it's done right. Well, I I know you're going to say, yeah, I know you. I think, and, yeah, and I get that if it's done right. But every but straight hair, white hair. I don't want to call it white hair straight hair. It, if it's not done right, it looks like shit. Everybody's hair looks like shit when it's not done right. I, I happen to, I happen to, you know what it is? I just happen to be a person who really likes different cultures. I hate it when, I, when you know, that whole thing when people would say, uh, I don't see color. And I hate it for a different reason. Not because I felt it was racist. It was because if that's really where you got to, that means you can't see the beauty in all the different colors, in all the different cultures, in all the different things that the world has to offer. Why would you want to live that way? See color, appreciate it. Yeah. I'm just in theory, yeah. But I'm de- I, I get that I'm I, I finally realized that I'm not like like do you think Viola Davis is beautiful? I don't think she's beautiful, but I do think she's she's not she's not unattractive. <laughs> no, 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 no. She isn't she isn't not, my speed. my style. She's right. my style. But see, this is what I'm saying. To some white guys, Halle Berry in a prime is a shoo-in. Viola Davis would be too much. That they could, that's, you know. No, but we had this conversation. Viola Davis, there's just, there's just something about her that doesn't do it for me. But there's other black women. I don't care what the skin tone is from the lightest to the darkest. I find people beautiful for different things. Right. Whether they're... Uh, whether you're talking about the whitest girl. My girl's one of the whitest girls in the world, and she doesn't have the features. Yes, I can confirm this. But I like all the other, I like going all the way to the other end of the spectrum. All right. I think there's things that are beautiful about it. I, I was this was funny to me because you said it lips. My girl doesn't have full lips. I think full lips are amazing. And then there's this new anchor on CNN, the blonde the blonde chick, mm-hmm. and she has full lips. And she's I want her to tell me the news every day. I'm right. yeah. It, it, it's just, but there's features in people that I like. Right. It, it doesn't. Listen, have, I think Rachel Maddow is sexy. See that it's not my style. <laughs> <laughs> it's something sexy about Rachel Maddow, and I wouldn't stand a chance because she's gay. Yeah, well, I'm not. That's stop my right. So, uh, but I can put. So it's not racial because I can put Rachel Maddow and and Viola Davis in my same categories. Fair enough. Not really. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, there we go. Yeah, that didn't get as bad as I thought it was, but I'm sure I'm going to get some letters anyway. Um, and I almost can tell you the part. Which part? Uh, uh, let's see. The Viola Davis part. What did that was? Oh, because but, but you cleaned it up well. Oh, I wasn't... When, when you, what you initially said uh, felt like oh shit, but you you know you made sense. It made sense what you said. But also to say, did her character in uh, what was the superhero movie she did? Suicide Squad. Suicide. Yeah, I did not like her character, and it kind of ruined her for me. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I mean, a character right. can ruin it for right. me. Uh, and when she was in that movie... And let me just say, because I think even I'll get some frowns. When I brought up Viola Davis, I wasn't trying to say she wasn't pretty. But like you, she's not my speed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because so, so I, I even felt when I said that, I, I don't want people to go, 
damn, why are you trying to knock Viola Davis? I, I'm not, you know. No, that wasn't, you know. Uh, you know. But you brought up uh, uh, Angela Bassett. Yes. I think she's. Yeah. They're the same complexion. I just, you know, Angela Bassett just would be more my cup of tea. I'd be a little scared of Angela Bassett only because I think she could kick my ass. And that's why I would love her. <laughs> she is cut, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's leave it there. All right. Uh, Got one more up. song? Yes, sir. All right. Coming up now is Michael Cast, podcast promo band isolationist. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, da, 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 da. Instagram, I S O L A T I O N I S T C A. Um, Spotify link, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Um, I think the song is called Tension. Uh, so Michael Cass, isolationist, is his Instagram, and it's called Tension. Enjoy. There we go. Feel it, baby.